Good morning and welcome to The Queen is Dead. This is your hostess with the most is Marissa Maron. Can you tell if I'm smiling? I am fucking smiling ear to ear. I just want to give a shout out real quick to Jesus, aka Chewy Jesus, because he woke me up today and I could have been dead. And to all you motherfuckers that don't believe in Jesus, you know what? You're going to hell. You are going to the fiery pits of hell. I hope that you fucking know that. Okay. Who else made this planet? And I guess science would say something different, but I don't know. I just, I just feel him deep down in my heart this morning. I'm feeling so grateful to be alive. And that is all that I know. Um, I am going to give you my queen quote. Let's see. I have it here. No, I don't. I was just kidding. Okay. I do have it. Oh, oh. I like this one. I saw it and I was like, oh, that's kind of cute. A strong woman looks a challenge in the eye and gives it a wink. Wink, wink. Yeah, bitch. I am not scared of you. You are a challenge and I'm going to wink at you. You know why? Because you're fucking nothing to me. You are fucking nothing to me. And that's the way you need to look at a challenge. It's nothing. I'm going to get through it. And it is what it is. Because, I mean... Every day you have a fucking challenge. Sometimes, sometimes I feel like every day, like there's something, you know how we always say, if it's not one thing, it's another. I feel like that. Like, and I'm not saying it in a bad way. Like I'm complaining and being a little crybaby, but I do feel like once you get over one hurdle, then there's another one and there's another one and there's another one. And so (laughs) I think if I think back, right. And I'm like, okay, was there ever a time when I didn't have a struggle? Mm, No, every day there's a challenge. Like every day it's something new. But I guess when I think back about like happy times or when things are good, it's not that things were not good. It's not that things were bad. It's just that my mindset has always just been to look at the good in everything. So when I look back, it's like, yeah, you think about tough times, but even then they were good times for me, at least, because it's it's all about perspective. It's all the all about the way that you look at your situation. It's all the way all about the way that you look at your life. I mean, <clears throat> again, we can look back and it, it again, perspective, your state of mind. Um, that's all up to you. Like it, it really is like you could be going through all this shit. And trust me, like I like I always say, my husband and I, we're normal fucking people. We have challenges every fucking day. Um, but we still find the laughter in everything. We still find the good in everything. I remember um, when my husband and I first got together. And we didn't even know each other long, y'all. I swear to God. We knew each other like three months and then we got together. We're so fucking stupid. We were like all the way super in love, like some fucking jackasses. And we didn't know the bad shit about each other. I mean, I knew it was coming because he was so funny and so amazing. And I was so funny and so amazing. But you know, funny people are always the most fucked up people. And so (laughs) I guess I was just like, we just didn't want to see that in each other yet. And so we got married and it just got super real because like we got married, right? This was in 2008. Was it 2008? I don't even remember. We're going on like 13 or 14 years, y'all. 
And I always say this because people who know us are going to be like, bitch, don't lie. You know, y'all were separated for two fucking years and we were separated for two years. Because guess what? Like I said, we didn't fucking know each other. And then all hell just broke loose. It was like the fucking atomic bomb just blew up in our living room. And so we had to, yeah, we had to um, get away from each other for a little bit. But we came back. We came back. Um, But... So we first got together in like 2008. My husband was new to the oil and gas industry, right? New to the refineries because before that he was a machinist. When I met him, he was a machinist at some place over here, Northwest area. And, um, and so he didn't have the connections that he does now. I mean, he worked so hard to build these relationships with, I mean, higher-ups from all these different companies I mean he just got a phone call the other day from a company that he left a while back he was there for a really long time and um you know but because things got slow during the pandemic like he had no choice but to move around and so one of the guys who had come from another company it's so weird because the way he explains it to me is like it's like you got all these these companies, right, that all kind of do the same thing and they're in the same field. But the the owners and all these people, they always change. So they'll buy out this one and then move to this one and then buy out this one. So it's like <clears throat> those guys he always stays in contact with. Well, they reached out to him the other day and they want him to come back and they offering him this and that and all this stuff. But he doesn't want to do that just yet. You know what I mean? He just came on board with this other company and he kind of had no choice because things had slowed down so much during the pandemic and you know we needed to live and so he had to make that that tough decision but um what I'm saying is that you know they look for him now and we're so grateful but when we first got together it was not like that and it was really tough. And in 2008 is when the market crashed and all of this stuff went down and oil and gas suffered. And boy, we were struggling because when I was like five or six months pregnant, he told me not to work anymore. So I quit my job. Right. And so and that's what I was saying the other day is like my oldest son, boy, he moves so fucking slow. I swear to God, like I was the a hurried child as a kid. My mom was always like, hurry, 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 get him in, hurry. We got to go. So we were always like in a rush, right? So I am still like that till this day. Like I'm a fucking rusher. Like I got to hurry the fuck up. And um, like right now I'm doing a load of clothes and I am just thinking about all the shit that I got to do at the juice use caboose when I get there um but my husband's going to North Dakota so love you babe be safe um but anyway and I was telling uh, my good friend how Isaiah just moves so fucking slow like I swear to god I'm like son can you get this and then he like crawls like he walks like a fucking slug to get it and I'm like Jesus why are you fucking testing me right now why because I want to drop kick him in his motherfucking throat but I know that I can't but because that's for me to like slow the fuck down right but I look at him and it pisses me off because he's not moving fast enough um but I always say that he was like that 
because during my pregnancy, Rome just told me that I could quit my job. So I was like, okay. And I think that, and I just chilled. I was chilling. I'm not going to lie. I was fucking chilling. And so I think that's why Isaiah's like that. Because Aiden, my second one, I moved around to the day I gave fucking birth. I was working. And Aiden is like, he cannot sit still. He's like, oh my girl, he's jumping. Guy, they, this motherfucker's jumping from sofa to sofa, running around, going crazy. And so that's how we always laugh because Isaiah got to chill. But Rome asked me, or he told me, go ahead and quit your job. I don't want you to fucking work. Mind you, I'm five, six months pregnant, y'all. So that wasn't shit. Like, I could have kept going, right? So, <clears throat> but then all of this shit went down with the crisis and the 2008, whatever the fuck was going on. And, um, and it just, I stopped working. And then all his shit went to all his work and everything just, it stopped. It got crazy. He didn't have the connections at that time that he has now. And boy, did we fucking struggle. And yesterday when we're coming home from my son's football practice, I said, guys, when I tell you that he did so many things to put food on the table, like this man, I just, that's why even though he's fucking got multiple personalities, like... I fucking love him to death because he did everything he had to do. I mean, I remember me dropping him off at like five o'clock in the morning at like labor halls and like, dude, he just did everything to make a living and not revert to doing illegal things, which I had to have respect for him for because we're both coming from a lifestyle where that was just what you did. Right. Like it was nothing for somebody to give you a little bit of work and you start doing your thing and you hustle and you, you know, do your thing with it. And we contemplated that for a little bit and it was just like, no, it's just not worth it. And so he did what he had to do. And I was telling him last night, I was like, babe, remember when you were working at the Port of Houston slinging these hundred pound bags of rice and beans and he's like yeah I remember when like the torn bags I would like bring them home so I would come home with all these bags of rice and beans and I'm like yep and <clears throat> dude those labor halls are so fucking crooked like they fuck people over so bad but you know and Rome wasn't a dummy you know what I'm saying it was just he was new to oil and gas and he didn't know anybody and like if that were to happen now rome would still be working um you know he's just got so many connections not to be busy you know what i'm saying and so but again back in the day it was like he didn't know anybody and you know we were just you know reflecting last night talking about how things were and how far we've come and yes we still struggle but I remember him even going out of town. They had to, this this labor hall had taken these guys to go do a project out of town. And they were like dude, they were putting their little shekels together and figuring out how they were going to eat. 
And so it's just a very humbling experience, especially because, you know, I didn't grow up with anything. Rome grew up more where, I mean, he still had lived in a fucked up household, but they had central AC and heat, which for me was like, wow, that was a big deal. Because in my house in the summer, we were fucking hot. It was hot in that fucking house. And in the winter, it was cold in that fucking house. And for (laughs) me and Rome, always I compare our lives. And he always makes fun of me because he calls me a Medicaid baby. Because I was a Medicaid baby and he had private insurance. So he had like um, a stepmom and a dad who had like normal jobs. And I had a dad who was like in construction. But eh, he didn't even really come around. He kind of came here and there. And so really it was just my mom on her own, you know, on food stamps. And I remember the food stamp dollars. And when she would take those fake dollars out, I would always be like, oh, my God, like so embarrassed. Like, what the fuck, man? And then we would be at uh, Casa de Amigos right there on. um, What is that street? Maine? Dude, I just, I remember us being on welfare and I knew that I was on welfare. Like, I fucking remember getting the cheese, getting the milk. Um, And, you know, my mom worked. She did her thing. She wasn't lazy. Just, I guess it was just, she had five fucking kids, you know? And I just remember always being like, why the fuck are there so many of us? Like, I'm never going to be able to have shit because I have all these fucking brothers and sisters. Like, I remember thinking that in my mind. Um, But like I said, me and Ron, we... He had a fucked up background in that there was abuse in his house. I had a fucked up background in there. There was abuse and we were poor. Um, And so there are certain things to me that, you know, I I just, I, I didn't grow up with. I didn't have, we didn't have money. We didn't have a lot of shit and it wasn't till I was like you know able to work where I was you know able to buy myself some things and I still have responsibility at my house even though I had a little job um and then when I got out of high school I had me a boo and he was from the neighborhood and he was a drug dealer and as the years kind of passed by he went from selling weed to selling crack to selling coke to you know like it just like the it progressed and I hate to say that um but he got so um I don't want to say big but he was doing his thing and I didn't have to want I didn't want for anything um and so then I became part of that lifestyle and not because that's what I was doing, but that's because that was what he was involved in. And that is how I lived. Like I didn't have a job for, I don't know how long I didn't, I just, I didn't want for anything. Right. And so, and I was super young. Like it's like being poor to like not being poor anymore. Um, I mean, I had nice cars, nice purses. I wouldn't even, I thought I was too good to wear a Michael Kors and coach. Like, that's how bad I was. 
I never even got my hair cut at Visible Changes because I thought it was too ghetto. Um, <laughs> so I was like, I just, I don't know what the fuck happened to me. <clears throat> and then when I met Rome, this guy had already, he got busted and it was already, he was going to prison for like five years or however long he was going to go. And when I met Rome, I was like out of that relationship and not because I didn't want to be with this person anymore, but because he just disappeared off the face of the earth. And I think because he knew that I would probably wait and not because I was like this like desperate little person that would wait. I was just I wasn't doing anything else like eh, for me, it was nothing. I was like, nah, who gives a fuck? I ain't doing shit out here anyway. I'll wait for a bitch. You know what I mean? And, um, but I think him disappearing off the face of the earth was the most amazing thing that he could have ever done because I I think he just didn't want to be a burden on me. And I think that that was like the most selfless thing he could have ever done because I met Rome and now I have this full on family and I just, it was just you know, sometimes when I when I step back and I think about that, I'm like, you kind of think about how different your life would be, right? And I didn't want that for myself. I didn't want that kind of, you know, to live like that or, you know, just always be in that the fast life. You know what I mean? I, he wasn't a bad person and he didn't, no tattoos, like no jewelry. He was the most regular looking person you could ever find. Um, but he was working. And when I say that, I mean, doing crazy things behind the scenes. Um, and so, but when I met Rome, he was kind of, he was coming from that lifestyle as well. Um, and so, but Rome was, I guess, and, and that's why I say, you know, when things got hard, sorry guys, I'm making coffee for my boo. Um, when things got hard, that's kind of like what we both kind of looked at each other and thought, well, like, should you do that? Should you, you know, I'm not going to say go back to that because I'm never going to say that Rome was like dealing drugs or anything, but he was involved in that life. And so we were just, when things had gotten super, super tough in 2008, we were both like, uh, so, um, hmm, (laughs) like, are you going to do what? What are we going to do here, buddy? Like, how are we going to get out of this mess? Um, but I think him and I both just said it's not worth it. It's just it's not fucking worth it. We can't do that. We just have to do the right thing. Right. And that's why I respect Rome so much, because he could have, you know, reverted to bad behavior and doing things that he shouldn't have done. And who knows, maybe he could have gotten busted. I mean, Rome had all the right connections. It would have been nothing for him to just get some work and start doing his thing. Um, But he didn't. And he busted his ass. And it was a very, very humbling experience for the both of us. Because when I met Rome, he would like... This guy would spend, you know, God knows how much at a bar, buying everything for everybody, going crazy. Like he was the guy with money and, you know, and I hated that because I didn't care 
No, like I just always thought that that was like insane for somebody to, you know, spend all their money on one night of partying with everybody. So what? You could just be like the cool guy. Like I, I, I hated that, and um, he had that little itch. Um, but no, I mean we, I, he did everything the right way when we were together. I mean, Rome did everything that he could to make sure that we were good. And to make sure that he could sleep good at night, that he didn't have to be stressed out about owing this person money or doing that or, you know, it just it's it's tough because when you're faced with these tough situations and you come from a, a place that Roman and I did where, you know, it was just fast life, um, easy money. It's hard to say no to that. It's hard to do the right thing um, because you've had a taste of it. Um, and that's for anybody, you know, whether it's a drug or sex or whatever it is. Once you get that taste of something, it's hard to do the right thing. Um, but that's why I have so much respect for this man, because he's done so much to make sure that he gives us a good life. Um, and he's still doing it to this day. And he does everything 110%. Rome is not lazy. I mean, he could, dude, it can be anything little. And Rome, whether putting a wall, a, a fucking trampoline together or whatever it is, he's going to take his time. He's going to do it right. He's not going to take any shortcuts. And he's going to do the best. He's going to give it his all, 110%, (laughs) 150,000%. And that's why I love that man so much because his work ethic is like none that I've ever fucking seen. Um, But again, like I said, we were just, we were reflecting last night and just kind of talking about that. and, And it wasn't like a deep conversation. We were just driving home from practice and And I just remember, you know, like all the sacrifices that he's made. And it's just, he's just the best. I can't. And that's why I'm like, you know what? So what if he breaks his shit every now and then out of rage? You know, it is what it is. Like, I fucking love him. He's amazing. Um, And he is just, again, like, I don't, I've never met anybody that works harder than he does like he works out in these oil refineries these chemical plants and wherever they send him and he busts his ass out there then he comes home and then i've got all of this shit for him to do at the juice and it's like this poor man jesus christ when is father's day i need to do better or what's the next holiday coming up i think it's christmas i I don't even know, but I just need to show him so much appreciation. And I try every day. I do. Um, I at least say thank you all the time. Um, But I got to do something special for him because he is really like the epitome of. He's an amazing dad. He's a good husband. Um boy the way he motivates our son to do his thing the way he tries to spend time with aid and the way he's just he is just 
I mean, I couldn't ask for a better fucking partner. Like, I really couldn't. Hold on, y'all. Hold on. I really couldn't. It's such a blessing. But, I mean, do you ever do that? Do you ever think back and say, wow, if I would have done this, my life would be totally different. Or if I would have made that decision. Or if I would have, you know, who knows where you would be. And I know that it's hard for people to like, I don't know. I think sometimes it's hard for us to, to move past a situation or past a relationship or past. But sometimes when you make those moves, it ends up working out better than what it would have before. And, you know, I'm just, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the way that my life has turned out. And when I look back and I look at the way that I was in my younger days, um, the lifestyle that we were living and the things that we were doing, it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. Like, I feel like I made the right decision. I feel like me being with Rome was the best thing that I could have ever done. Um, because I have these amazing kids and that would have never happened had I continued living the way that I was. Um, now did me and Rome come with a whole set of fucking issues and problems? Uh, yes. Okay. I am not going to pretend like we're getting to, and then of course, you know, when we get together, I've got an ego up to God knows where. And Rome's got an ego up to God knows where. And so I don't even, dude, how we ended up together. I don't even know how the fuck that happened. It was just, it was Jesus. Again, shout out to Chewy. You are the man. But we really did, like, we really thought we were hot shit. And so we get together and we like love everything about each other, but you step on that ego just a little bit. And it was either me stepping on his or him stepping on mine. Cause I had a big fucking ego that is not just men with ego problems. I was very egotistical. Um, and there's hell to pay. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a fucking rampage. Like, bitch, you are not about to step on my motherfucking ego, bitch. I am the shit. Who the fuck are you? Who the fuck are you, bitch? Like, it was always like, somebody was like pointing and I'm like, I wish you could see me right now. I wish you could fucking see me right now because I was moving my head all kinds of ways, left, right, pointing my fucking finger, bitch, who the fuck? So it was, <laughs> it was fucking crazy. We were out of fucking control. And there was a long time there when I just felt like, oh my God, dude. I just felt like you, we were married already, y'all. And we were still feeling like we, there were, there were times that I felt like you are not on my team. I am on my own team. I am on my independence team, bitch. And then, but it was like, why the fuck did I marry this person then? If I was going to be misindependent, like, I don't fuck, my God, we needed super help. (laughs) Like it was bad. Again, how we ended up together. I have no fucking idea. I do not know. We're going to pray about it. But what I do know is that I'm grateful. Like, 
Dude, I think about all the things that we have gone through together and we are the best fucking team. And I don't think anybody else, I could be with any other person. My husband is so like, he's just the best partner to have it for me. Um, He's so strong-willed. His work ethic is out of control. Like, he's such a good dad. Could he be more affectionate? Yes. Okay, he could. This is what I was telling him yesterday. You know, my whole pregnancy, you haven't even given me a fucking foot rub. He swears his honeydew list is out the ass, and I've got him doing all this work. And then I ask him to rub my feet at 10 o'clock at night. But, you know... We're working on it, okay? We're working on it. He's, you know, he's going to North Dakota. Maybe when he comes back, he's going to feel like rubbing my feet. I don't fucking know, okay? Is he perfect? Absolutely not, okay? I was telling him yesterday, you need to be more affectionate. And then he's like, well, you shouldn't have got yourself pregnant. And then I'm like, okay, see, that's what I got to deal with. And he's like, you being, I said, you got to, why are you being an asshole? He said, look, there's, pros and cons to being with me i said what's the pro he says oh no what's the con i'm an asshole okay what's the pro i'm your asshole okay you know what i need you to do better than that because you can't just be my asshole and that's the pro like i need you to be better like i'm glad that you're my asshole but I need you to be less of an asshole. It's <laughs> like, okay, what's he's like, well, there's pros and cons. See, I'm an asshole, but I'm your asshole. Okay, well, you know what? We again pray for us, y'all. We need prayer. We're not perfect. But would I trade him for anybody else in the world? Fuck no. Hell no. I I just, I wouldn't. I couldn't. I just, no, I'm good. I'm good where I'm at. Um, I feel like we've just spent so much time together. There's no use in even, and I always tell them all the time, bitch, I am not divorcing you. I have spent too much fucking time and too much energy, shed too many fucking tears, went through too much fucking shit to divorce you. And I'm over here making you better, bitch, because and you are not only making me better, I'm making you better. So let's get that straight right now. Um, and then I divorce you. And then the next woman comes and she gets the man of her dreams because of all the shit I had to go through. No, no, ma'am. No, sir. Y'all can fuck yourselves. That is not going to fucking happen. We're not going to divorce. And my husband always says, it's kind of like, he always says it too. He's like, he's the one that gave me this analogy. It's like, it's like you over there playing the slot machine, right? And you're pulling in, you're pulling, you're pulling. It's getting fucking hot and you're working that machine. And then you give up and you say, man, fuck this machine. And you walk off. And then the next person comes, put their little $10 and boom, they win the fucking lotto. All that, that, that machine hits. And next thing you know, the bells are ringing. Ding, 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 ding. And then they're the fucking winner. No, bitch. And you know why they're the winner? Because you warmed up that motherfucking machine. You spent two hours just, just working that bitch, working that machine. And next, and then you're going to give up. Right when the fucking championship is about to come. The championship. <laughs> you know what I mean. It's like a fucking slot machine, bitch. Okay, you're doing all that work, warming that bitch up. And then you want to get up and leave. Well, guess what? The next person's going to come. 
and they're going to sit at that machine, pull that bitch one time and they won the whole motherfucking. No, we're not doing that. We are not doing that. We're sticking it out. We're riding it out. Now, the only thing I wouldn't be with him with is if I found out the bitch was cheating. Okay. That's the only reason I would leave. And, and that would be for, you know, if, if I, if you were to find out that I was doing that too, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want him to be with me. Like respect yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, why would you want to be with somebody who did, you know, who cheated on you? I couldn't do it. I know a lot of people come back from it, but this is what I always say is like, look, the reason that I'm still with you and vice versa is because at the very least, um, you're loyal in my mind, you're loyal. Um, I am willing to put up with all your personalities and all your issues and all the shit, all the baggage that you come with. But I only do that because in my mind, you're loyal. At the very least, you are fucking loyal. And if you're not, then I'm not. I'm sorry. Like, I can't do that. I can't put up with that. I can't put up with you. Like, you know what? Obviously, this is not working for you. Is it going to hurt me? Absolutely. But, you know, it is what it is. Can't deal with it. But I just want y'all to have a great day, y'all. I... It's Wednesday, we're halfway through the week, and we're going to get through this together. And um, thank you so much for listening. Love you guys. Shout out to all my women that work and bust their ass. And shout out to the motherfucking strippers. Because don't nobody work as hard as you, bitch, in those goddamn heels. And I swear to God, if I'm ever in public office, I will fight for your right to have benefits. Bye.